All right, we are back for episode eight, USGP Coda. We are finally here. It's been a long time since we actually had a race. The last race in the U.S. was in Miami. It was uh, the inaugural race, so we are back in Austin. We're getting down to the stretch of the F1 season. I think there's about four four races left, uh, and this one is going to be fun, guys. Uh, let hey. No rain. There is no rain projected. Actually, it's supposed to rain on Monday, so it is just going to pass by. Let's go through just a little bit of the details here about the track. Um, as everyone knows, this is a pretty, I mean, I would say it's a technical track. It's got about, uh, we're, we're starting with the C2, C3, C4 compounds. Um, I mean, this is pretty high downforce. I kind of like to say it's you've got to find a happy medium to this because there's long straights. So I think common common tracks would be like a France, Singapore, or not Singapore, I'm sorry, Japan. Um, and then some people like to say Monza fits in. I think our our man, T-Man, likes to compare Monza to this. So you got a, a nice dose of everything here. Max already won the championship. We are basically racing for constructor championship or well, I guess second place uh, and a lot of fighting between the drivers, a lot of midfield uh, battling happening too. Alpine McLaren, Ferrari, Mercedes, lots going on. So welcome everyone. Y'all uh, we got, we got a lot of stuff happening this week. This is also good for us because of the timing uh, FP one and FP two will be in the afternoon. We don't have to be up early. We don't have to be up late. It's just the perfect time for this. So yeah, we'll kick it off. Let's uh let's just take a quick round table and see if uh anyone's got some leans, likes, things they bet. Let's go ahead and start with uh our man. Let's go with uh Renegade. What you got, man? Hello, hello. Uh uh well I'll focus on FP1, free money Friday. Uh with the player not taking part in FP1. He's obviously one of the favourites every week. And I think signs uh, at 5.5 is a great bet because not many books have caught on that the player isn't taking part apart from Bet365. And then he's a, like a 2.5 shot there. So it's good value. You can take each way if you want for the first three places for a safety net and... I can't see him finishing outside the top three for FP1. Yeah, and we were talking about this. The the, the rumors were kind of being hinted, uh, I don't know, late last week. We had been discussing, is this a possibility? We we're paying close attention to this. I think some of us are, jumped in early on the FP1 winner. Uh, I know I did after you guys were calling out that Leclerc might be taking the penalty um, I mean, it's, there's, there was a lot of good value out there that just really just went the other way now that all the news is breaking. So, uh, yeah, I love the bet free money Friday. Love it. Um, I mean, you can even take some other people if you want. Alonzo is usually, he's a long shot. It's like 67, 66 to one. That that's all dropped. Mercedes. That's actually dropped too. Uh, I think that dropped to 33. That just got shaved in half. A lot of these long shots got shaved in half because of this news coming out. I, I don't know about you guys, but I've just noticed that 
a lot of the times the news drops obviously on the Thursday. So if you want, if you are seeing these rumors, you just either got to take the chance on a Tuesday because then those odds will just be dropped. So I, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Do you, do you risk it? Do you risk it when, when the rumors are not confirmed? Uh, I think you just have to use a bit of logic because with, you can sort of see the history of, uh, of what they do. So for Ferrari, no declares taking the penalty properly. And then signs isn't, but we don't know he isn't, but we can see before they don't really take the penalties together. So we can probably take a chance on that one. Yeah. Just go with things like that. Yep. Yep. And uh, one more with, because uh, I remember when Hamilton and Alonso crashed in, uh, I think it was Spa, and we were like, when are they going to take the penalty? And then when should we bet on George Russell head to head? But we know if it wasn't one week, it was probably the next week, and you could probably hedge if we were wrong one week. Love it. Love it. All right, well, let's uh, let's get Dolcetto. What's going on, man? Hey, guys. Um, I'm just getting ready for this uh, normal time race instead of uh, last couple of weeks, you know, 1 a.m. It was actually better than normal, but I'm excited to be in a normal time for us here in, in North America. Uh, and I want to stick to my um, a tip that I did last week on the pod uh, about the over. Now we have lines over 16 and a half as uh, is priced at minus 115 or dollar 87. Um, and um, we were I was looking at uh, the previous races last year. Uh, you know, um, 17 people finished. There were some issues with uh, uh, with some you know with the suspension issues with Gasly. I did check that out. Um, 2019, 18 people, 18 drivers completed the race. Um, and uh, it, as we mentioned last week uh, in the pod, this is a pretty open track. Uh, there's rooms for error. Even if you make an error, you can um, still come back in the in the race. Uh, well, I mean, like as long as you don't hit the wall. Uh, but um, I really like this uh, bet, uh, and the price is just—I uh, mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's unbelievably good value. I think at minus one fifteen, and um, there was one I liked again, but it's too early with all these penalties. Uh, we don't know who's gonna take what. Uh, like, of course, our regular community bet, the Alpine top ten, but you know, with the news of Alcon maybe t- taking a penalty or Alonso. Uh, with the ice upgrades too, so it's just way too early for me to place those bets. So, uh, but if you guys are in the Discord, as you know, we do bets up until the last ten minutes of the of the race, so you'll be able to see all of our bets in there right before race time. But <laughs> last, so far, only the over sixteen and a half is all I got. Last ten minutes, more like to the last thirty seconds at times. Uh, no retirements wait. on the first lap, right? <laughs> Let's not even bring that up. Uh, wait, so is Ocon actually rumored to take a penalty? Is that I, I saw it on Twitter. I yeah. saw a couple of people tweet tweeting it, and uh, it was just a rumor. I don't know what exactly it is, but I did see uh, the um, the Alonso rumor as well. That's which is more, you know, like it's maybe it's gonna be confirmed tomorrow after FP1. I'm not sure, but everybody has been 
talking about the Alonso taking a penalty, a five-grid penalty. But uh, again, I'm not, you know, until we see it, until it's confirmed, I really don't want to push any action. Yeah, so, no, uh, I think uh, Colo Master on the Discord not long ago had posted that it, I guess it is confirmed, but he did post a five-grid place penalty for Alonso. Uh, sounds like it's happening, or it will most likely happen uh, at this point. But um, yeah, of course, we all love the Alpine, double Alpine, top 10. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good price for minus 138 on DraftKings. I mean, that was earlier in the day. I'm not sure what it is now, but... Yeah, and compared, and compared to the, the teams on the grid right now, uh, Alpine has the better car on straights. Just better drivers. Yeah. It, it, clearly, you're you're going to just see that value, uh, especially if they take these penalties. That so you got to take them. Actually, I'm very curious to see how the books are going to price it. Uh, I know there was at one point that one of the books didn't even give fair value, or I would say give us value when that happened. So we'll see. We'll see how they price it, but you know we'll be all over that. So yeah, yeah. No, I love it, and I love the sixteen and a half too. I think we all have been talking about that all week. I would say the only risk in this bet is if it really does get hotter than we expect. Uh, it is the temperatures are going to be like around 90 degrees, so about 33 degrees Celsius. It, it's it's going to be pretty hot. So let's see how the reliability will be with these, yeah. these engines. Um, so, yeah. Jinx, man, what's going on? Uh, not much. Um, could be a crazy weekend. Um, I know we've seen, you know, suspension issues, gearbox issues pop up here. Um, going back to 2018, we had two guys get disqualified. Um, looking at past results, someone that's really struggled even to finish here. Um, I mean, it's not a big surprise looking this year is Magnuson. Um, it seems like every other week he's either getting black and orange flag or he's DNFing. Um, something that popped up though was Haas versus Williams at minus 120 dual sides. Um, we have the two very long straights on the back stretch and then the front stretch, which is uphill, but sector three is really, really technical. And we've heard from even Monza, Latifi was crying on the radio with how bad the brakes are. And I know at Singapore, we all bet, or well, the majority of us bet, I'll bot over Mick and even in qualifying, he really struggled. So um, just got to look a little bit more into the last couple of years, but I know last year, um, isn't really representative because Haas, you know, kind of just, you know, didn't even try last year, but I think Williams is really going to struggle, especially in sector three. So I'd, I'd lean towards, a, you know, one, maybe two unit play on Haas over Williams. Cause as we know, I mean, it's basically just Albot. I mean, Latifi's going to beat one or two guys based off of the DNF, but Hey, give him credit. He got points last race, but I'd, I'd still lean Haas over Williams. And is this race? Or is this FP? No, it's race. Okay, it's race. Uh, it, it, you're betting hot as a team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think and, it was Lights. Lights mentioned something about Mick over Mags uh, earlier this week, and I thought that was interesting. Uh, I mean, I mean Haas has kind of just jumped out of nowhere at tracks where you don't expect. Right. Like Austria. Austria, yeah. they had double points. There were two cars in the top eight. This is not, I mean, they, Austria is, uh, you know, a power track, and you do have some power in the first two sectors um the third sector it's pretty technical but you're not really going to be able to overtake there 
Yeah, no, I, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm cautious of that, but I do believe this could be that track where Mick comes out of nowhere. And I think lights mentioned it earlier this week on discord. Um, I mean, he's got really nothing to lose and everything to gain for him to, to have a good performance at this track or just the, the stretch because he doesn't have a contract unless, did I miss that news? If, unless he got one here recently, but otherwise, I mean, he needs to prove something and he's only got four races left to do so. And they got a car that could do it. They just, they're pretty unsustainable when it comes to race days uh, with their, with their race pace, but you never know. Uh, well, speaking of lights, what's going on, man? How are you doing? Yeah, doing good. Excited for race weekend. Um, don't have like much of a read on it going in. Still going to play FP one lately, but I would say, like you said, Mick, Mick, uh, is playing for his life right now, his, his driving life. So, uh, you know, he's got lots to, to drive for in FP one and, and K Mag really doesn't not saying that, that it's going to win or anything, but I was really just looking at, um, teammate head heads that should be <clears throat> basically even money. I think there's four, four main ones, obviously the Mercedes ones, they're priced um like exactly even and then uh, you have aston martin haas and um alpine so i just took mick you, you know there's there's a bit of a narrative some inspiration there and it's plus 175 so uh getting close to like two to one odds on that i don't think game makes that good i don't think he deserves those kind of odds it's a pretty straightforward track um you know, mix the type of driver that would is going to do okay on as long as it's not like a real wonky street circuit. It seems like K Mick digs in on those types of tracks. This is one where Mick will know what to expect. So I, I think they're closer to 50 50 and it's it's off by you know a good 50 to 75 points there. And then similar comment with Ocon in FP1 over Alonso, though it has moved. Um, so we got in at plus 150 and I think it's closer to even now. I would say Alonso is, is probably the best. Um, best with like outside of the big six. So if he's close to even with Ocon, um, that's, that's relatively good play. So I don't know. Ocon got a little long at plus one fifty, but if I can get Alonzo at even money versus Ocon, that's a good play too. Um, I know that's kind of ambiguous, but, uh, I like Alonzo really like without the, without the big six in a lot of situations might look to that FP2, FP3, as long as he looks okay and looks normal in FP1 and, isn't totally behind Ocon with some of these upgrades and stuff like that. But in general, I'm playing tomorrow lighter. Uh, as far as race day, I, I, it, it, with Leclerc starting from the back of the grid, there's really not a clear way that Max Verstappen doesn't just, you know, clean, clean house on Sunday. Uh, it's really his race to lose. So if, if Red Bull is, you know, turning him down a little bit to help Perez or something like that, maybe, maybe you can make a case for it or, he makes a mistake and spins out or something like that. It's, it's really his race to lose as long as he can get to the front of the grid. Uh, you know, Leclerc is going to be going easy in, in qualifying. So look to some signs over Leclerc lines in qualifying and race, if you can find them. And uh, in general, I think lean to Red Bull this weekend. Uh, looks like a track that is going to suit their car. And it looks like their biggest competition in, in uh, Leclerc is, is probably not going to be in the mix a whole bunch. So that's kind of my, my read at a glance, my leans. It's funny how the tables have turned. I feel like I've bet more for for free money Friday, and and you, you've gone for like a few. I don't know what's what's going going on. Ever since I joined the Discord, y'all have got me in the ways of FP1 betting. 
But yes, I do want to touch on that Ocon Alonso. Uh, I think it felt too easy in the beginning, even though in the beginning of the season, we did see that Alonso was constantly beating Ocon in FP1 sessions, but we did see like the last three races. If you exclude Japan uh, Grand Prix, he was beating Alonso, I think, uh, 67% of the time. I think that was the stat. Um, and again, if you can join our Discord, we got all sorts of stats being thrown out. Uh, you can constantly use that to make your informed decisions. But I do like the thought process that if we could see Alonzo dip down into even, yeah, I mean, that's basically, you don't get many situations like that where you've taken a dry or uh, it odds at plus 150 and then you can take the other way. It's kind of risk, risk-free in a way for you. So um, I would totally bounce on that. I, I don't think it happens, but I definitely do see it. One thing I will say, uh, I am cautious of this new news with Alonzo having the new uh the new ice in his in his car so does that mean he's going to be faster so say he's going to be better than Ocon is he going to try to push more in that FP1 session um so that has me thinking like what what do I do in that situation but I think I'm just going to ride it out unless we'd see that even so uh yeah well let's uh let me just throw out a couple stats that we have for Coda. So we did, we're, we were talking about this in the discord before we get to another round table here, but pole sitters always finished on podium. No wins outside the front row. Fourth retired from the race, four out of the last six races at Coda. And then 18th position was the furthest back podium, which I don't even know which race that was. Um, but that was pretty interesting to I mean, you said it, lights, Max, if he gets pole, he's likely going to be the one that finishes first. So it's going to be pretty interesting race. Um, as for me, since you, we've already talked on Ocon over Alonso, I actually went ahead and did Alonso over Norris FP1. I'm uh, doing a half unit on this. This is, again, free money Friday pick. I am still getting my my feet wet into this whole FP1 sessions. I've only been doing it for, what, six months now? And I actually love this. I think that, especially with the new uh, new news that he's going to take a, a penalty for new ice, I think that is going to... I really do believe he is going to try to push. I think Alpine just in overall has been a better car, better performance, has better top speed. This is the type of track for them. So I do believe, at least in FP1, that he should be pushing hard just to just to get a feel of the car. Um, so yeah, that's my big pick. I don't have anything else on it. Just like you guys, I'm kind of waiting to see once we get through the sessions tomorrow around uh, I think 2 p.m. Central. So um, yeah, what else do you guys have? Let's uh, let's go another round table. Renegade, what do you? What else do you got? What other action do you have? Uh, so one more when we get the final grids, I think. Uh, usually there's some sort of market for Stappen to win plus 10 seconds. I think, I feel like them bets always get ruined by some sort of safety car at the end, but I can't see how he doesn't finish more than 10 seconds. With players starting at the back, Perez and Signs are not going to be anywhere near 10 seconds of 
Verstappen in a normal race and the Mercedes. I don't know if they stopped development or they're not pushing as much now, but from Japan, they didn't really seem that competitive anymore or not as much to threaten for a win anyway. So winning margin over 10 seconds? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay, so it's plus 160 on Bovada. Okay. Well, I think on Bet365, there's usually some sort of handicap, and Matt Verstappen's usually 3.5 or plus 250. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's about the same. Uh, okay. All right. I kind of dig that, though. I s- that could that could drastically change, maybe. I don't know. I, yeah, I um, like it. Uh, I was just going to say... If you remember from Spa, where Leclerc started at the back and Verstappen also started at the back and Perez and Sainz were at the front, he still managed to finish like 25 seconds ahead of them. And if he has track position over them, hopefully it translates again. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to ignore how fast that car is. It really is. Uh, yeah, I do dig that, though. Might have to dive into that one. Jinx, what do you think of that? What else do you got? I mean, if you if you like Max to sit on pole and think he's going to dominate, um, minus one twenty on MGM for driver that sits on pole to win the race. Um, Max is the odds-on favorite now to win pole with Leclerc out, um, and plus Leclerc sitting out of FP one to have the test driver there. So, I mean, that's a way to kind of get max at a cheap rate. Um, I mean, aside from that, I mean, I was looking at earlier in the week, it was plus 125. It's gone down to plus 110 for points is uh, Ricardo. I'm looking at his history here when races, I think six out of the eight races here, he's been points and one of those races he didn't finish. So, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be fourth, not saying he's going to be fifth, but I don't think it's out of the question to have him be ninth or 10th. Uh, you know, he owes a lot to Netflix getting him popular. And I mean, we saw today he came into the paddock riding a horse. So he really feels at home. He really feels at home here. I know last year he drove a Dale Earnhardt car, um, I think during the Saturday. So he just, he's really grown to the American fans. And uh, one of his last world chance to show what he's got, you know, I know, Lights was talking about Mick fighting for his career, but I mean, who knows where Ricardo's going to go? I mean, doesn't have a ride next year. Maybe he'll come back for 2024 or maybe some other form of motorsports he's auditioning for now. Yeah, he's he really does love Texas when he comes here. And then, he just... and then another thing, just to add, is you got McLaren there. I mean, they're sitting at about, you know, some places they're minus odds. Some places they're around even for points too for both drivers. So I mean they're already thinking that Lando's gonna be a shoo-in for points. I mean, he got the same car. I know no Ricardo has struggled this year, but it tracks he enjoys. I mean, Monza this year, he had a top 10 run going before the car imploded. And you know, all the tracks really with a long straight, he's been, you know, either in the top 10 or 11th or 12th. So to get plus odds on that, I mean it's something. At plus 110, I'm not betting it now. I'll wait till we see FP2 because he's not taking part in FP1. And then we'll see where he starts on the grid. Because I don't want to, you know, Ricardo can easily start 17th or he can easily start 7th. So I, I just don't want to don't want to be boxed in on a bad Saturday from him. So we'll, that's something I'll look at 
Saturday night, you know, see if his odds have changed. Yeah, but you know, I, I really dig it anyways. I th- I still think that Ricardo is is he's a seasoned driver. He's driven this track. I think the seasoned drivers at this track, it's this is a hard track. This is not a uh an easy like and I don't want to say Monza is easy, but Monza is pretty fairly simple to these drivers. It doesn't take a whole lot. It's hard to like get through turn one, but this is actually a technical track. The chicane that that they got to go through after turn one, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Like if you have to hit, you have to nail it perfectly, especially with the gap that these guys will have on each other. And Ricardo is just one of those that seems to just nail it every time. Um, I do like him even I don't I just can't see him being P17 unless it's just a car issue. I do see him being like P10 or higher assuming again he doesn't have any car issues but I do like that one. All right. Well, Dolcetto. Dolcetto. I really I mean I mean like I mentioned earlier I'm probably going to just wait uh until we see how quality goals and uh, with all the grip penalties. Uh, but like you mentioned here, uh, you know, this is kind of a, a more like a, you know, a, like it, it is a tough track. So the more seasoned drivers who have the uh, advantage here, I feel like. And I was just looking at Alonso, even if he, you know, with the grip penalty, he's plus 125 at Ben line to beat Lando Norris head to head. I'm assuming that even Alonso being in finishing in quality in the top five with a five place uh, grip penalty starting at 10th, 11th. Still has a good chance to beat Lando here. Um, but, um, but, but again, I'm going to wait. I'm not going to, I'm not going to push any action until I see what's happening, who starts where, and I might lose some value here, but, um, but I prefer to wait. <laughs> no, I think so. I, I think it's a, always a fair bet. Always. Uh, all right. Oops. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, let's see who have we gone through everyone? Oh, we haven't. Lights, you got another one? Oh, I just wanted to uh, back my boy Jinx on that Ricardo points call. Um, yeah, that was an excellent one. That's definitely on my radar. But as he pointed out, yeah, it's it's rare for him to qualify super, super good. So uh, right now at even money, I don't think there's value in it. Even if we like the driver, seems like those points markets are always chalked. The, there's like three or four guys that can pick up the last two spots that they put at even money. It's just not fair. <laughs> I wish they would offer the other side of those lines sometimes. Like imagine betting Vettel, Stroll, uh, Gasly, and Ricardo all at even money for no points. Like you should hit three or four of those, and that's what they make you do for the on those four guys. Like on the on the yes side of the points bet but anyways if you wait on ricardo um you know chances are he finishes 11th 12th 13th somewhere in there in qualifying and you get him at plus money uh yeah i i like him a lot this weekend as well glad that jinx brought that up that was one that the, the chat was on early pretty sure jinx brought it up uh this is weird but i had a dream that ricardo i don't know i had a dream like that he won or something so maybe maybe the dream is a premonition that he gets points or top six and just celebrates with the good people of austin texas yeah don't lie you had a dream lewis won didn't you <laughs> yeah the mercedes is my favorite team on the discord i don't know if you guys saw that but i was bro i was going to mention quickly um on the on the pick'em apps obviously 
underdog or friends if you guys sign up with them then our crew gets to all go to the austin race next year and host everybody for a big money gang party which would be cool but anyways their qualifying lines will go up after fp2 so that'll be uh, late tomorrow afternoon in north america and there's about a half dozen of us in the discord that just absolutely feast on their opening lines they're usually off at least two or three drivers are off by at least two or three places so you can hedge pretty good and, and um and and eat well if, if you can get on top of them right away seems like qualifying is is uh is a little easier tr- to triangulate the outcomes on a little less random to their for the race day so when it comes to predicting over under lines on the pick maps we love qualifying sessions and, and that's where underdog comes into play so go to the sports books on friday the pick maps on saturday and then kind of whatever whatever's looking good between those two come race day on sunday yeah and uh, we have the uh the links in the description to our discord uh the actual promo code as well for underdog fantasy which is f1 money gang i mean i'm i gotta say i've actually been enjoying it uh i think a lot of it is it's 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 true saturday is is where you will find the value um but i did want to come back to you mentioned uh, i i do agree with a lot of this stuff uh, you guys were saying about the the odds going in with ricardo um I think that was just a very interesting point and something that a lot of the the listeners should should hear, which is it's easy to get married into this per that driver or those odds. You think it's good, you know, it's even money. It's not a minus two hundred. This the, they will be around in that like tenth place, eleventh place for like a top ten. I mean, there's really no value to take it right away. The worst case scenario is is you have to pay, you know another 50 cents so you're paying in minus 150 but you kind of at least guarantee yourself a little bit more of a better position than that driver starting 17th um and again going back to jinx and your point about ricardo um so yeah i am definitely eyeing that one but i actually i don't know i had one more pick i haven't even talked much about this one with you guys but it's because I don't know if Perez is actually going to be taking a penalty or not. We keep talking about it all week. Haven't heard anything. But I feel like him for top three is in the cards, assuming he's not going to take a penalty. I, I just I see him getting the podium. Uh, I mean, if we're going to sit here and, and praise Max being in that rocket ship, I mean, Technically speaking, Perez is in the same car. I know he can be pretty wildly volatile in his racing. Uh, we all know the narrative that he's better on street circuits, whatever. I just, I kind of see that there was, there was, I saw that there was value. I think it was at like plus 125, plus 135, I think earlier in the week. I put a small bet on, <clears throat> bet on it, but I think that is one that I'll roll with for the race. Um, especially as the news comes on, if that was one that I just, I just felt like the odds were just there and it was, it was, uh, it was good odds. What do you guys think? Uh, I would say that's a good bet if he doesn't have a penalty and I don't think his odds will go down much in free practice because I don't think he tries much in FP1 and FP2 unless when, when we'll hear about the penalty. So I'd say wait till then. Yeah, no, I'm not going to. I only placed a small one just because I couldn't help myself. I just, with the assumption that 
he doesn't take a penalty. So that was the only reason why I did it. Otherwise, I will definitely still be eyeing the Mercs. I still think that there's a lot of opportunity with them, but I do want to see how they they perform in FP1 and FP2. Um, and maybe we'll do... Uh, maybe we, I'll be around tomorrow. I know the possibilities of me join, uh, actually going to the race would be Saturday or Sunday. Uh, but yeah, find us in the Discord. Maybe we'll do a Twitch stream. I don't know. If guys are up for it, I might just do one on my own. Who knows? But uh, yeah, let's do a quick last last thoughts. Anyone have anything? I do. Yeah, go for it. Um, I know last year was kind of a, a dull race um, from what I remember. Um, and looking at the stats, um, top four qualifiers all finished top four. Um, as we said, you know, I mean, you got the two long straights here, but after the big hill, on the front, on the front stretch, you know, sector one's got those, you know, the, the S's, which is tough to overtake on before you get to the back stretch. Um, and you're going to need DRS and then sector three is very technical too. So, um, I think it's an overrated, um, you know, people overrate how much you're going to be able to overtake here. Um, I know Monza had that even last year too. Everyone thought when bodies started at the back, um, I mean, this year was a little bit different because, you know, you had a lot of guys starting in the back, except for Max. But uh, last year, we even saw Bottas in that Mercedes struggling at Monza. So, um, I mean, it's F1, not so much NASCAR, but this is a track really that, you know, it's, a, it's, it's tighter and more, you know, harder to overtake than everyone thinks it's going to be. No, it's true with these new cars, too. I mean, it's, it's definitely tough. I mean, you really, you can get stuck in a DR, DRS train too if you're in that midfield. And that's the only, the, the best passing is going to be done in, the, in that what stretch of the, with the DRS there. So, and then, uh, yeah, the final, what is it? The final turns going into, uh, the final chicanes going into the final turn are going to definitely be a passing opportunity for sure. I think it's like after turn 15. So, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Anyone else? We're just requesting if you go to the race, we want to see a big F1 money gang flag <laughs> waving on TV, you know? You know, I <laughs> may or may that. not, I may or may not show my boobs. I might. I don't know. We'll see if I get frisky. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably, I'll put like some face paint for you guys. But yeah, I, I've, I've been spying it. I've, it's not far drive for me. Uh, accommodations has been quite challenging to find. Uh, a lot of my friends that I thought were supposed to be in town are not, or they've actually rented their houses for the race. So it's kind of funny how that works. Um, so we'll see. I think at worst case scenario, I might drive early Sunday and then go to the race, represent F1 Money Gang, come back. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this race. I'm just looking forward to this being a, a better time that's for sure not not a 1 a.m or 8 a.m race so we're gonna get spoiled then we got mexico after that so i know also a good time for us i know then brazil it's gonna be great yep. Yep. yeah well guys that was awesome good stuff we'll see you tomorrow let's uh let's win some money